welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. If you want to open to John, Gospel of John, chapter 9. So welcome again, everyone. Welcome to everybody online. Lovely to have you with us tonight. Praise God. I don't know if you're fully aware, but we have weddings coming up in the church. It's lovely, isn't it? Weddings coming up. We've child dedications actually this Sunday. We're going to have a child dedication. And Andy's a granddad, just in case you weren't aware of that. And it's his grandchild is going to get dedicated. We have baptisms coming up in a few weeks' time. That's, well, that, that's, that's a joy. Uh, we have newcomers, uh, live classes going on. I think they should be gone at this point, but, but they're going on downstairs. Um, so wonderful, isn't it? I, I don't know about you, but I, I've just been really enjoying the blessing of the Lord and, and our services. God is amongst us. You know, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. And it's lovely, isn't it? Um, and like Andy was saying, you know, we feel at home in the presence of God. You know, we love the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And there's nothing like it. There's nothing to compare. There's no treasure that can bring joy like that. But sometimes... Sometimes the anointing of God and the things that, that God brings to us can be uncomfortable. They can. They can be challenging. And, and we're going to look at a certain man that had, uh, well, my title tonight is An Uncomfortable Anointing. An Uncomfortable Anointing. So John chapter 9, verse 1. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when, when no one can work, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to them, and he said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Hallelujah. Therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, Is this not he who sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, The blind man said, I am he. Therefore they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes, and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and I received sight. Hallelujah. Lord God, Lord God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we are here tonight, Lord. And Lord, I've, I've already heard the message, Lord, in the worship, oh God. And Lord, in the comments, Lord. And 
Oh, Father, Lord, I, I thank you, oh God. Lord, it, oh, Lord, you have something to say to us, oh God. And Lord, this, this uh, event, Lord, is recorded, Lord, by John here, Lord, for us to learn something, oh God. And I, I pray, oh God, Lord, would you speak to us tonight, Lord, even just through the reading of your word tonight, Lord, just, just reading the words off the page, oh God, of what you have done, Lord, speak to us, oh God, Lord, and encourage us, Lord, and challenge us, Lord, Lord, in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So Jesus and, and his disciples are uh, on, their, on their journeys, on their Jesus' ministry journey. The disciples are learning much. And they come across this man who was blind from birth. And the disciples have this, it would seem that they have this debate going on. Um, whose fault? Whose fault is it? Why is, why is this man blind? And why is there this difficulty? Why is this circumstance surrounding this man? What went wrong? What went wrong? Should, should we blame somebody for this? No, is there, is there somebody who, who, who needs to be corrected? And, you know, is, is there a type of sin? Is there a nuance? To the, to the sinfulness that happened in the parents or in this man. And it's interesting because this man hadn't even been born. Well, he was, he was blind from birth, and they're saying, did, did he sin? You know, he, so did he, did he sin in the womb? You know, so their theology is, is a way off, and they're having this, this, this debate. What did the parents do? And... Uh, and this, this debate is leading nowhere. It's, it's going nowhere, at least to a big, fat nothing. You know, and, and uh, we have plenty of those debates today, brothers and sisters. We have, you know, is it the fault of the conservatives or the liberals? <laughs> is it the Greens' fault? I blame the Greens for a lot of things. <laughs> is it the fault of the unvaccinated or the vaccine? <laughs> is, it, is it the woke mob's fault or is it white privilege or what is it? That, that we can blame? Should parents be more strict or more liberal? Is it the parents' fault? <laughs> and, and we have all these, these debates going on, and, and we can participate very quickly in all of that. We, the church, can get into, into that sort of discussion, and we can get into our pet topics of, of, of where the fault lies in society and in the age and in this generation. You know, it's, it's the Gen X's fault or whatever, you know, you can... <laughs> it's the millennials' fault. It's the government. The government are up to something. You know, the devil's up to something. It's not really a surprise, brothers and sisters. The devil is up to something. <laughs> and the government is up to something and... and Evil men are up to things that there, there's no real surprise there. And it's amazing how sometimes we can get into that debate and, and be all about where the issues are. And, and sometimes we can miss the main point. That we, we, we can miss the wood for the trees, if you like. The truth is, is that our whole world is suffering because of all of our sin. 
as a human race. But sometimes, you know, we, we as Christians, like the disciples, we can be more comfortable with, with a debate than, than actually what, what Jesus wants. And Jesus, Jesus knows what has happened to cause this blindness. And Jesus, Jesus knows all about this man's parents and, and, and Jesus' insight into all of that. He's insight into the parents. He's insight into this blind man. He's insight into the disciples and societies. And, and he's an understanding of it all. But he's no interest in the debate He's no interest in trying to figure out who sin did what here. And actually, he, he, he turns around and he, he challenges this whole thinking in the disciples. But Jesus knows that, that sin, when it's fully grown, brings forth death. And it's a serious thing. And Jesus turns around and he says that, neither this man nor his parents sinned in, in such a way as to cause this man's blindness. But he says this amazing thing, but this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. Might be displayed in his life. God doesn't cause sin, brothers and sisters. He doesn't. And God doesn't cause the consequences of sin in this world. God doesn't cause the sicknesses. He doesn't cause death and suffering. We do that. It's our sin. It's, it's the sin of this world. It's when we rebelled right in the, back in the garden in Adam and Eve. And when we continued in our selfish and our sinful ways, we inflict consequences of sin upon ourselves, which is, which is everything from from, you know, hurts and wounds and, and sicknesses. And, we, and we, we inflict it all on others as well. The wars, the selfishness, the greed. We're well able to inflict onto ourselves. And everything that's, that's wrong in the world today, brothers and sisters, is on us as a human race. It is. But the good news today is that God, like in, in this man, he can take these difficult things that we find ourselves in, these, these, these difficult things that we suffer from, the, the, the issues and the challenges, and he can take them and he can use them for his glory. He can. And for our benefit, brothers and sisters, and for the benefit of others. I'm sure that this, this, this blind man had struggles and I'm sure it was difficult for him to accept the condition of his life. Hard for him to accept that, that we, we, we find out later on in the story that he would have sat and begged. I'm sure that was difficult for him to accept that, that he was blind and therefore he finds himself in this, this set of circumstances which is, which is really really difficult. And friend, maybe tonight you find yourself in a, in a difficult set of circumstances like this man. Maybe you've had 
uh, a difficulty, even from birth, like this man. Maybe it's been a difficult upbringing. Maybe there's, there's a hurt or, 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 or a wound in your life. Maybe you bear scars or maybe, maybe there's still open wounds and they're raw and it's, it's difficult. Maybe it's life-limiting and life-altering like for this man. But if you look at the first verse that we read tonight, it says, and I want you to notice this. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man. He saw a man who was blind from birth. And I want you to notice something here straight away, brothers and sisters. God sees, and Jesus sees, and he sees the, the, the struggle of whatever the issues are. They can be uh, personality deficiencies or struggles, things that we, we struggle with in our, in our own character or in our own personality type excesses. Or, or lacks in our personality. He, he, he understands that, and he sees it, brothers and sisters. And he sees the way that that pains us and affects us. And he saw this blind man sitting in his circumstances, struggling with the condition that he had. And Jesus loves him. Jesus loves him. For God so loved the world that Jesus was sent. And Jesus loves this man, brothers and sisters, we can be encouraged tonight, even if we're in the middle of, of, I suppose like this man, a seat of difficulty, a seat of, of suffering. We can be encouraged tonight that Jesus sees us, and he loves us, and he cares. He does. He cares. And maybe there's, there's, there's a group of people around like the disciples who are trying to judge, well, you know, where did you go wrong? And, you know, why is this happening to you? And maybe you did this, or maybe you did that, or maybe somebody else did this, and, and this debate can be going on. There can, be, there can be a struggle in that as well. But one thing is for sure, Jesus loves us. Jesus loves us. And Jesus moves from the debate and the blame game. And he moves to something that, that I think is wonderful. And I, and I think it's a challenge to us. He moves from this, this debate that the disciples are having, and he moves to mission. He moves, to, he moves the discussion on from, from the place of who did what and why to here is what my mission is. This is what I'm here to do. And, and Jesus said, he said, he has not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. This is the, the mission of Jesus, is to save the world. And he's not, he's not there, to, he's, he's not there to, to take apart the sins and figure it all out, where it all, because it's all degrees of sin anyway. It's a mess, it's an entanglement. He's not there to try and, and, and detangle everything and, and unwrap everything and, and expose everything. He's not doing that. But he's inviting. And when the Jews, when the Jews 
came in the, in the Old Testament, and when they came to bring their sacrifice to pay for sins, we're told that, that the priest didn't inquire as to what the sins were, who did it, how many times, and, uh, and, and how was it done, and didn't, the priest didn't examine what the sin issues were. The priest who was receiving the sacrifice looked at the lamb that was being brought. That's what the priest did. He looked at the lamb. He didn't look and examine and try to, to analyze the sin. He looked at the lamb to see that the lamb was without blemish, brothers and sisters. And this is the wonderful thing about it. We can find ourselves in a mess and, and, and we can find ourselves in a struggle and rather than, than, than trying to blame, we can come to Jesus with everything. And, and the high priest, God the Father, the high priest, he looks on what Jesus has done and he sees it as sufficient, brothers and sisters. He sees the lamb as being perfect. It was the same for the children of Israel back in, back in Egypt when the blood was smeared on the doorpost. The, the, the angel came and he didn't check in the house to see you know, who was there. He, he just checked the doorposts to see that the blood was on the doorposts. Hallelujah. And Jesus moves from this debate and he goes on to mission. Verse 4 says this. Jesus says, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. As long as it is day, the work must go on. And Jesus said, that, said in Matthew 5, he said about us, brothers and sisters, about the church, about the disciples, that you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. And the light of Jesus, brothers and sisters, is still shining. It is. The mission is still going on. And Jesus is still building this church and Jesus is still in the business of plucking people out of darkness. Jesus is still in the business of restoring people. Jesus is still in the business of healing people, brothers and sisters. Jesus is still opening blinded eyes and still releasing captives. He is still, the light is still shining, brothers and sisters. And we are part of that light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You and I are the body of Christ in this world. And the mission is going on, and, and this is where Jesus wants to bring his disciples thinking to. And then he does something which I've always found a bit of a struggle. He spits on the ground where this man is sitting. This man's, I suppose, probably his begging spot. And he makes a mud or a paste, and he puts it on the man's eyes. And it seems like a really unusual thing to do. And he takes of this man's circumstances, surroundings, environment, and he, he confronts the area of difficulty in this man's life, his, his eyes. 
And, and this confrontation happens between the, the, the man's circumstances and surroundings, and Jesus brings it in contact with, with the area of difficulty. And he, he smears it on the word as he anoints. He anoints this man's eyes. He takes something that's, that's very natural and very ordinary. And he, he has this, this interaction with, with this man's eyes, which must have been most uncomfortable and most difficult. And there is this discomfort in this man's eyes as Jesus does this. The last thing I want in my eyes is dirt or muck or, or bacteria or dear knows what was on that ground. That is the last thing I would want in my eyes. And this, this man's circumstance, Jesus brings into, it's almost like the perfect storm, a, a, a weak area, a, a struggle in the eyes, a struggle with blindness, and he, and he puts, he puts this, this, this mud on it, and it's, it seems like an awful thing to do. And sometimes Jesus, see, Jesus is after something, brothers and sisters. Jesus sometimes has to bring into our lives a confrontation where we have certain areas of, of blindness, certain areas of, of frailty, of weakness, of, of lack of character, of, of doubt, of fear. And God sometimes has to bring a confrontation. And so he will take of our circumstances he will take of our surroundings and he will cause and allow a, 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 an interaction to happen that is very, very uncomfortable. But he has to do it because sometimes he has to go after lies that are, that are deep within us. Sometimes he has to go after blindnesses. There are certain things. This, this blind man couldn't see Jesus. This blind man couldn't see what Jesus looked like because he, because he was blind. And, and sometimes there can be blindnesses in our lives, brothers and sisters, that stop us from seeing Jesus the way he actually is. We can have deep-seated lies and deep-seated uh, skewednesses, if, that, if such a word exists. Deep, deep-seated narratives that skew our vision to, to, to distort our view of Jesus and limit what he can do in our lives. And one of the ways, and it's an anointing of the Lord and it's difficult, one of the ways that he does it is he allows the, the, the beggarliness of our, our surroundings and the, the challenge of our surroundings and the, the, the mess of our surroundings to interact with our weakness. And it causes a certain pain and discomfort. And you might be in the middle of that, brothers and sisters, because God allows it. He has allowed it, allowed it in my life. Uncomfortablenesses, discomforts, and, and challenges that, 
that, that are going after something much deeper and going after narratives and, and issues in my life. You see, there's a process going on here. There's a journey going on. And I want to encourage you, if you're in the middle of that, follow Jesus. Follow him. Trust him. He, he's not away. Remember what I said. He, he sees you. He sees you. He sees, he sees the issue, and he knows what he's doing. And he's allowing a circumstance that is bringing you somewhere. So trust him. Trust him. Wait on him. Follow him. It's not the end of the journey. There's a good end to this journey. We read it. You know where we're going. <laughs> there is a good end to this, brothers and sisters. It may be uncomfortable in the moment, but it's the hands of Jesus. It's the hands that are pierced. It's the hands of love. It is the hands of love at work in your life. And you can trust them. But it's uncomfortable. Jesus has chosen the steps. This was this man's journey. And Jesus has chosen the steps for you and I. And he says to this man, go to the pool of Siloam. Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. He commands us to go. Now, John, who wrote this, this gospel, he does something very interesting here. He says, he tells us, what the word Siloam means. Did you, did you notice that when we were reading it? That you don't see that often where, where they actually expand the names that the apostles do it themselves. But here, John actually does a bit of, uh, of, of uh, translation for us. He says, Siloam means sent. And, he, and, and Jesus sends this man, this blind man, to a scent pool, to a scent supply, if you like, to a washing place that's called scent. And of course, we know, brothers and sisters, that, that Jesus is the scent one. He is the scent one. Maybe you're here tonight and you've never come to, maybe you're feeling this discomfort in your life. Maybe circumstances have brought you here tonight or brought you to listen online. I want to tell you that, that sometimes Jesus allows the, the discomfort of, of an interaction of, of weakness and circumstance, the, the uncomfortableness of that, to bring us to, to a washing and a healing pool, the sent one. And, and the gospel is this. The gospel is that we are lost, that, that, that we, are, we are really without hope, 
and we are helpless and, and we're in this, this state of sin and things get worse and worse in our lives unless there is a resolving of some sort and we, and Jesus, Jesus gives us great invitation, come on to me, come on to me all ye that labor, all you that are struggling, all you that are heavy laden, come to me and I'll give you rest. I'll give you a soothing. I'll, 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 I've got a healing for you. And the gospel is that the, the gospel is a healing of, of our inside. It, it is a healing of, of our soul. It is a, it is a release from sin and, 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 and the past life. It's a brand new life. That's what the gospel is. And if, if you don't understand it, you need to, to come and talk to us or, or talk to a Christian and find out what this gospel is. Don't miss it. But this, this, this is good news. There is a saint pool. There is a saint washing. His name is Jesus. There is, a, there is a saint comfort for us in our lostness, in our pain, in our struggle. And he washes us clean and he makes us whiter than snow. Hallelujah. Whatever the past has on you, whatever the accusations are on you, he washes us clean and he sets us free. He sets us free. And he brings healing and comfort to the, to the guilt, to the pain, to the past. He brings newness of life. There's another scent pool for us to benefit from. Maybe you are a Christian here tonight and you find yourself in this, in this situation where, where circumstances are uncomfortable and challenging. There's another scent pool for us to benefit from. There are springs of living water that, that Jesus promised that would flow out of our bellies. Healing springs, brothers and sisters. It's the, it's the flow of the Spirit. Springs of life. You know, and, and there is this, this sent person, Jesus said, I'm going back to, Father, to the Father, but I'll send a helper. I'll send this person of the Spirit, and he will be a comfort. And we have somewhere to go in our discomfort and, and, and the challenge of the day and the challenge of, of, of whatever Jesus is putting his hands on. Sometimes an uncomfortable anointing. But he sends us to somewhere. He sends us to be filled with the Spirit, brothers and sisters. He sends us to have, have peace and joy and, and receive from him a flow out of our bellies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We, we don't suffer the way others suffer. You know, even in our discomfort, even when God is still doing something challenging, when he's doing something challenging in our lives, there is a comfort. There is a peace. I don't know. I can't understand why all this is going on. I can't understand this discomfort. I don't know why this illness is taking place or this, this financial issue is taking place or this, this job issue is taking place or why I have the boss I have. I don't understand some of these things, but I do know this. I do know this, that I have a supply. I have a, a scent supply like no other. I have a source of life like no other to carry me. 
to comfort me, to be with me, to take me home. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I think we should worship him. I think we should thank him, brothers and sisters. He is worthy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It's time, brothers and sisters, I, I think part of this maybe was a, a lesson for the disciples. I'm sure it was a lesson for the disciples. Here they were trying to do an analysis of the sin and Jesus is, is healing. Jesus is bringing life. And, you know, sometimes, brothers and sisters, we need our eyes opened to move on from a debate to the mission, to bringing life, to, to, to sharing this, this, this story of healing from the hands of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit will do that in us as we go to that, that source, that sent source, that sent pool. And so, our blind man, he goes to the sent pool. He obeys. And we need to obey. We need to obey. By Jesus points us in our suffering in our struggle, in our difficulties. He points us certain directions, which we know. He, he draws us to himself. And he encourages us to be continually filled with the Spirit, to draw on his word, to draw from the promises. Jesus brings us somewhere, and, and Jesus brought, sent this man to the pool. And you can imagine him trying to make his way, feeling along the walls, figuring out his way, but he was going to this, this pool of Siloam, stumbling. And he washes in the pool. And he comes back able to see. His eyes are open. Healing has happened. And it says that, that some of the neighbors recognized him and some of them didn't. And the truth is, brothers and sisters, as we will we'll go to this, these sent sources of life, Jesus himself, the gospel, the Holy Spirit, as we will walk in his supply, we will look altogether different. And people won't recognize us. There will be, we will live a different life altogether, a different life, a new life, a new life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He can... He can, and, and this man, this blind man, can now see his neighbors. I wonder, do some of, are some of us not able to see our neighbors? Because we're so wrapped up in, in whatever this blindness has done to us. We're so, we're so focused on a particular thing in our lives. We can't see our neighbors. And this, this blind man can now see those around him. Hallelujah. Maybe God could open our hearts to those around us in a different way. And maybe that's what he wants to do. He wants to set us free from bondages and, and selfishnesses and, and narratives and, and particular issues that we have so we can see others and love them. God help us. This man's eyes were opened, not only his eyes, but his mouth. He hadn't said anything up till now. And he starts to talk about Jesus. 
a man called Jesus touched me. He put mud in my eyes. I, I, he brought me into this. He, he, there was a circumstance. It was, it was, it was very difficult. <laughs> but he healed me. And that's his boast. Jesus healed me. And he recognizes Jesus. And he sees Jesus. And he boasts of Jesus. And his eyes are open. And his mouth is opened. His mouth is opened. Let's read verse 11. We're going to close that. He answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and I received sight. I received sight. Can we stand and just bow our heads and Maybe tonight that there is there's areas that we need to receive sight in. Let's just bow our heads and consider for a moment. Maybe we need to see a little bit more of God's love. Maybe we feel on love tonight. We're not seeing him right. We're blind. We're blind to Jesus' love for us. Maybe we're blind to his Faithfulness to some degree or other. Or his patience. We would never be as patient. I would never be as patient with me as Jesus is. Maybe we're blind to his grace. That favor, you're his favorite. You don't deserve that. That's what grace means. We don't deserve the favor, but we receive it. That's what grace is. You're favored, you're justified. Maybe you're blind to that. You feel dirty before God. That's a blindness. But maybe tonight we can say, I went and washed and I received sight. Hallelujah. Lord God, we come to you tonight, Lord. Lord, you know Jesus, Lord, that Lord, there are areas, Lord, that that those we're, we're blind to, oh God. Weaknesses, oh God. Lord, sometimes, Lord, you allow circumstances, Lord, to interact, Lord, with our weaknesses, Lord, to expose them, Jesus. Lord, it's, it's something good that you do, Lord. It's uncomfortable, but it's good, oh God, because you're in control of it, Jesus. And so even though we don't like it, oh God, we struggle with it. We say yes to you, Jesus. And tonight, Lord, we trust you, oh God, because your eyes are on us, oh God. You love us, Jesus, and you're walking with us, oh God. You're walking with us, oh God, and you're not here to condemn us, oh God. Although the price has been paid for our sin, Lord, so we can be fully accepted, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And tonight, God, would you touch us with your spirit again, Lord? Touch us with your spirit, Lord. Help us, Lord, Lord, to make your spirit, Lord, our source of life, Jesus. Not something else, oh God. Not a logic, not a, not a debate, Jesus. Lord, but your spirit, oh God, that we could be on mission, oh God, that our eyes could be open to our neighbors, Lord, that our mouths could be open, Lord, and filled with your gospel, oh God, that we know you, Jesus. Lord, that we could just then, Lord, be a boaster of you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, makers, Lord, boasters of you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, and I thank you, Lord, for your presence here tonight, Lord. Just bless us and keep us, Lord. 
Lord, in the moments of this week, Jesus, Lord, in your wonderful name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.